Welcome, 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 welcome. Join Andrew Wall, Hector Garcia, and Michael Lee. One mission, one rule. Make accounting fun. Welcome to Friday Night Live with Accountants. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, I'm joined this week uh, by some special guests. I think everyone recognizes Brad. He was with us uh, last week. Uh, the famous or infamous. Infamous. Brad, I prefer infamous, please. Infamous Brad Salmanis. Um, and of course, we've also got with us a special guest, Anna Reddy. And some of you have probably recognized Anna. She's done some Facebook Lives with us down in California before, um, which is actually where I met Anna for the very first time. Um, Brad's known her a little bit longer than I have. Um, well, look, I got- well, sort of. We 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 got to meet each other pretty much the same night you did, Andrew. Was First it? night at QuickBooks Connect. We just were in touch through social, and we said, "Hey, let's grab a beer or a drink," and that's what we did. Yeah. First night of of QuickBooks Connect in San Jose. So you you were you were with me, of course. But for those of us who weren't with us, yeah. Anna, do you want to share a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, so I'm Anna. Uh, my firm is a crew and we are a um, bookkeeping accounting firm in Southern California. Uh, and our goal is to make accounting not suck, to make it awesome. So that's, that's, that's our jam. We like to say make accounting fun here. That's, that's the goal. And I find the number one way to do that is with one of these. And, Cheers. And like, and that's not the, that's not the bottle you were showing us earlier. You want to show it, everyone? Oh. Yeah, the big hillbilly one. Cheers. Yeah, this is straight Sorry, moonshine from Southern moonshine. California. So, how long have you been doing accounting for, Anna? Or uh, about twelve years now. So, and what did you do before that? Um, nothing. That's it. This is all I've ever been equipped for. <laughs> I, I was a child, and then I did accounting. Right. I didn't realize you were only. 14 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that. Um, and you're, you're now I understand you do a fair bit of training as well, right? I think Brad, I remember when, when you guys were chatting in California, when we did our Facebook live, you're talking about some of the receipt bank webinars that, that uh, Anna's done. Um, and I just saw you posted, you just, you're doing some more training recently to how to survive this, this COVID stuff. Um, why don't you tell us more about some of the training, the recent training that you've done and how you got into training? Yeah, um, so this is a really weird time for everybody. And we thought it was a great time to launch um, a weekly workshop for business owners to just sort of get some information on something that might matter to them and something they could do about it right now. So like the format is grab an expert in something, have them talk for about six to eight minutes and then just open it up for questions so people can figure out, okay, cool, there's PPP loans. What do we do with that? How do we get them? What are the rules? How does that work? Um, you know, how do we work from home? And I'm doing that right now, which is why there's probably tons of background noise. All my kids are here. And so we talked about that a lot, you know? So it's kind of that, like, we do, you know, I think as accountants, we get tons of webinars, tons of invitations for all the things. And so we have all this knowledge and, and those opportunities, but I think we kind of forget that a lot of business owners aren't on those lists. They're not getting those invites. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we we try to find a way to make the all the stuff that we learn just kind of really accessible and practical, like not like high level, you know, here's our theories about stuff. It's like, hey, tomorrow I, I love to get a better webcam. <laughs> I love that you're also keeping it like six to eight minutes. 
Um, that's a really interesting approach because I mean, I, we're so used to like Friday Night Live, we'll go for an hour long here. I think that's sort of become almost the standard for webinars, but I know myself, um, I find it hard to stay tuned for a full hour. I like that you're keeping it to a short period and really keeping it Q and A. What made you decide to come up with that format? Um, because I feel like we don't have long attention span. And I thought it, a 30 minute segment for business owners is probably a lot if they're out on the go for the day. And I wanted to make the majority of it a time for collaboration. So unlike a, a typical webinar where there's like a chat, you know, and you can ask your questions, it's actually just a Zoom call. And we just open it up to gallery view and just let people ask their questions, let them be able to like see each other. Cause that's the other part of all of this is, you know, how isolated people feel. And as, if there's some ways that we can create community, I think that's, that's nice. Although on the flip side of that, I now have started being on zoom calls in my dreams. Like I've started dreaming that I'm on zoom calls. So I can't even sleep and not be on a zoom. Yeah, I still have that nightmare that I wake up and I brought my laptop into the bathroom with me like that woman did on that, <laughs> that clip that's famous. Well, you yeah. know, I heard I heard the other day that people are having weird dreams. It's a thing because, you know, there's this pandemic that we're going through isn't really a normal thing. And your brain is processing it while you're sleeping and it's not making a lot of sense. It's kind of learning it as we go. And they're saying people are having these really strange dreams. So there you go. You're dreaming about Zoom. Um, I think not that strange. <laughs> I guess we we spend enough time on it. What it was really cute is when you see people that have never used it before, and they go, oh, "I'm using this great tool. Have you ever heard it? It's called the Zoom or something." And it's like, "Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that." Yes, I it's love good. being on Zoom calls with people who are on Zoom calls all day and just making all the jokes of like, "Wait, it's time to time to log out. I can't." Hang <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think people are having more fun. I think they spend their whole day on them. Yeah. Yes. Have you guys ever seen that that clip of um, uh, the they do a teleconference, but it's like a real conference where they're uh, spoofing what a teleconference is like. So like where you have the guy who um, like just disappears randomly in the middle of the call and then I've comes seen back some of those. the door. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's a classic. Um, but speaking of these these virtual webinars and all these training. Um, you know, Brad and I are huge as you know, in the conference. We love yeah. out networking. And I've sort of turned my nose up maybe a little prematurely on some of these virtual uh, conferences, which are springing up all over the place right now, um, because obviously the, the, the physical conferences aren't there and people need an outlet. And I was actually on the phone just the other day with, with Chad Davis, and he was telling me how much he actually enjoyed um these vir the virtual uh, virtual conference that he was on recently and was talking about sort of the the different ways that they're enabling technology in these virtual conferences to have like networking like almost like speed dating networking where you're automatically matched up with people um and randomly out of it's funny he was telling me there's 1800 people on this conference and he matches up with jamie shulman <laughs> like what, what are the odds of that you know jamie uh, anna no. He's the found what the co-founder of Hubduck. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a Canadian yeah. guy. He kind of hangs out in our hung out in our community. Of course he's with Zero now, but uh yeah. And, <laughs> and Chad, you know who Chad is? We you gotta remember that Anna doesn't know us Canadian folks. Chad is a, a big, big um a cloud accounting firm. I think he's got he's got more clients than most people. He's a big zero guy. 
and uh yeah he's he's coast to coast i believe isn't he yeah right i think they're, and they're even in they, they have clients even in the u.s i think they're going international yeah, they're big um, really big up here um, well, I, I mean, they're, live they're big. They're about 50 people, which is, you know, two and a half times the size of me, um, but certainly still not big for anything like that. But right. They, they were one of the first um, and they grew yes. from literally zero to 50 over like, was it seven or eight years now? Yeah. Um, and certainly Great brand. People, yeah. And, and also like the two guys, um, I'm a huge fan of Chad Davis, as he knows, because he's just, he thinks in such a unique way and he's a brilliant guy but i'm not gonna love on chat right now again getting back to to these conferences have you done any of these brad well um, i i'm oh sorry brad i, I am signed up for pardon are you getting all these same invites or are you getting harassed about virtual conferences well everyone's trying to sell me something right now i find um so i'm i'm kind of screening a lot of the stuff i haven't been getting many but i did sign up for account text the one in the uk um, it's, it's in May sometime and it's, I'm going to do most of it. I'm going to just adjust my schedule. Um, some of our friends, Heather Satterley is going to be presenting at it. Um, Brian Clare, they're doing a Zapier thing, of course. And I think they're going to have some really cool names from all over. Now I just not get my head around how you do a virtual co conference. Cause my idea of a conference, you guys know, you know, <laughs> walk around backpack, Talk to lots of people, you know, party to all hours, not sleep a lot. How do you do that virtually? So obviously the, the partying and networking aspect of it is not there. Um, but so Chad was sort of giving me a bit of background because I sort of had the same. That was my first initial reaction is why the hell am I going to go to a virtual conference? I can find all this information online, have a conversation with people who I know who are the experts on this, Um you know, and, and get my answers that way if I'm looking for information. Um, and Chad was sort of explaining to me about this one in particular. And so there's a, a couple things. They obviously have sort of their main stage uh, events, um, which are the sort of center screen. And then you have on the side a panel with some breakout um, sessions that you can go to, uh, as well as a networking event and even uh, vendors. So you can go and visit the vendors. And you, if you go to the vendors section, which I was like, why the, why the heck is anyone going to go to the vendors? But what the vendors section is, <clears throat> is basically like a, like a zoom call, um, where the vendor is speaking and people can choose to share their video or not share their video and ask questions. And effectively it's sort of like when you're at a booth and he's talking to someone and you're sort of leaning over the shoulder, listening in type of thing. Um, so it's like, that's, sort of interesting not not interesting no, enough to get me there <laughs> big thing missing from that though where's What's the that? where's the swag i was just thinking do they is right virtual like is that what you use a booth for hey what's your suffer i don't care hey nice t-shirt yeah you know? <laughs> i yeah. could use a few of these um no but it's i get what they're trying to do i mean it's obviously they're filling a void I, i'm gonna miss conferences this year because it's looking more and more like large gatherings are just not going to be permitted in many places for the rest of the year. So we have to think that, you know, it might be a year without conferences. So, you know, the big side effect, we all know that what makes conferences so great is yeah, the content's awesome and all that stuff, but it's the people. Yeah. So to me, the virtual conferences, is there an opportunity to socialize with other attendees? Like are there breakouts that you can actually talk to people? So the networking session, um, which uh, sounded somewhat cool and somewhat annoying. So what, <laughs> what it was is you log in 
and it randomly matches you with another attendee, um, which I thought that was kind of interesting, you know, um, but it, it just, it lasts for three minutes. Whether you like them or don't like them, you're there for three minutes. So if you're like having speed a dating. conversation, it's like speed dating, which I'm like, that's sort of interesting, but also sort of totally freaking annoying because yeah, if you get minutes. into the middle of a great conversation and then it's like, oh, bye, you're like, this is, yeah. but I guess you the think- idea is you then DM them and continue the conversation later. But yeah, if you think about it, when we go to these conferences, that's the biggest, you know, here we are talking about conferences and, you know, a lot of people go and I totally respect the people that go there and just load up on the classes. They're in all, they sign up for everything. They go to everything. I, that used to be me. Now, Andrew, how many do we go to now? I think we spend We're more time to a handful. Yes. Conferencing in the, you know, the conference becomes the hallway or, you know, a couch somewhere or somewhere just in the corner of a, you know, somewhere and, that's what I'll miss the most because that's where I've had the most meaningful conversations. That's where I've had the best networking. It was those little face-to-face ad hoc mm-hmm. ones. So I have to figure out, but I'm signed up for it. I'm going to, I'm going to check out some of the content, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. Um, kind of, you know, I'm going to miss that part of it just being in the industry. You know what I mean? I feel very detached from our industry and I like to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. How about you guys? I mean, um, Anna, you do a ton of stuff with the receipt bank. You're still doing that, presumably? No, now that Damien's not there, it's not the same. Yeah. We've got a different um, situation up here as well. So yeah, no, I feel like we're doing. A, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just, I, I apologize for getting some um, bandwidth issues, but what was it you were doing with receipt bank? Because I don't, I don't know what these were. I never attended any of those sessions. So what were um, the you were like, doing? Like webinars or like panels or things at conferences, but I I agree with Brad. I feel like the one of the coolest things for me about QuickBooks Connect this last year was like getting to meet all these people that I follow on Twitter. And I'm like, you're the people that I want to know and do not know, and now I'm meeting you, and it was just like this is this is cool. Like I don't know how you'd manufacture that virtually. I mean, I'm sure there's a way, but. I don't you think about it, Anna. That's how you and I still communicate. We communicate through Twitter. I agree with Brad. I feel like the, one of the coolest. Sorry. <laughs> I've been, I've been trying to get the face. <laughs> I've been trying to get the Facebook thing up and it's it had a bit of a, a lag. I'm finally logged into the Facebook so I can see who's there. We have Donna and Shannon. Yeah. This is one of the other problems with all these virtual conferences is like we're lagging a little bit. I'm having a couple glitches here and there with audio on my end. Um, but I went to go to Marnie. Marnie Stretch had a session um, two days ago, I guess it was, or yesterday um, on some of the new tax programs that were, and I wanted to go in and listen to it, signed up for it, and I get in and it tells me it's full. And wow. apparently it was, they had 3,000 licenses. I assumed it was one of those things where like they hadn't planned properly and only had 100 licenses, but 200 people signed up. But no, they had 3,000. They had a 3,000 license enterprise license go to meeting um, set up, and go to meeting is supposed to be the more secure, robust platform. But apparently, it's been giving them headaches this whole time. Um, people uh, like even the people that made it in were struggling with audio connections, and in fact, so much so that they ended up cutting it short. And Marnie had to record at home and send the video out to people after the fact so that was into a canada that was she was doing an into it one yeah well the internet the internet is definitely slower i've noticed it i think that's why i was struggling earlier so you know 
then you know you bring up a good point andrew accountax i mean that's a big brand um did you ever go to those andrew i've never been to accountax i've heard the ones in the states aren't as good the uk one is supposed to be like the the gold standard for accountax and i never made it uh, i never made it out there for one i get a lot of people there a couple thousand people show up it's kind of a big deal so Yeah. yeah well it's my opportunity to get to england after all yeah how much do they charge for like so account next i'm assuming it's it's is it going to be virtual or is it it's virtual yeah, yeah. so but i believe much- it i believe account is free now don't quote me on that but i believe it's a free conference it's totally sponsor provided right and i think it always has been you know you get some of those industry um conferences that you go to with the, without charge I, I don't know what the catch is but uh yeah everyone talks about that one so i thought you know what i'm gonna try it yeah the catch is usually that the speaker's trying to sell you something yeah <laughs> that happens even if you pay for it there's not a time where that's not happening I, well, qb connect's oh, not bad i do my best when i'm doing a session i'm not selling you a thing when i'm doing my sessions because it's a pet peeve of mine there's nothing i hate more than paying to go to a session and just being pitched you know a this is great blah 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 blah. all you need to do is come up and sign up for my program for only 9.95 a yeah. month it's like yeah. drives me bananas it's buy my book, sign up yeah. for my coaching sign up for our group sessions it's like i mean i guess it makes sense you have a room full of accountants why would you want to talk to them probably because you want to sell them something yeah but yeah, it doesn't feel great. No, and well, the other thing is that sometimes you almost have to if you want to be on that speaker circuit, because they don't pay enough to justify being away from your business. Right. To do it, and I remember having conversations with some speakers who have made it pretty far, um, and who can probably live off of their speaking engagement, don't need to rely on their practices anymore. Um, unlike myself, um, but they say even then you cannot you still can't step away from the business because that's your base of knowledge. You're not operating and running a practice. Then it becomes really hard to be an expert on running and managing a practice. Right. Um, Yeah. I've thought about that a lot. Like the, if you're really great at speaking and you go that route and you're not running your firm anymore, then what you know about running a firm very quickly becomes not relevant. Yes. Yeah. Especially, I mean, we know how quickly, things are evolving and adapting in, in our industry. I mean, a great quote that from QB Connect was, things have never changed this quickly and they will never change this slowly ever again, right? So yeah. that's just a reality that we live in. And so if you're not there in your business and running it and paying attention to what's going on, how can you be out there teaching people about what the latest and greatest thing is? At least not without being a bit of a, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I refrain from finishing that. So, so Anna, in the states, I know up here, I've heard whispers that they're going to have more virtual conferences. Um, we were supposed to have, we have the, um, it's called the Get Connected format. It's a smaller than a QuickBooks Connect, but they're, they're, they're like a, 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 a mini conference. You don't have as many. You get like three or four hundred people there, but it, they're fun. So we were going to have one in Vancouver this year. Um, do they have anything like that in, in, in the States right now, these regional conferences or are they just one day things um, into it? I saw the accounting salon on Twitter is now virtual. And kind that's of right. I forgot about that. One. Um, so I'm signing up for some of that, some of the classes and kind of share that out with my team. Um, just that's uh, a good one. obviously scaling new heights is 
postponed and I don't know there it looks like they're doing trying to do some virtual stuff now but that is not free well they, um, they there's talk I heard Intuit mention that they're going to consider something up here I don't know if it's to replace QuickBooks Connect or they're just going to do something but uh, I'm just wondering if there's anything like that happening in the U.S. because obviously QuickBooks Connect wasn't really announced they had dates but you know they hadn't actually sold tickets or anything, so they haven't gone too far down that road. So I'm curious to know if there's anything that you guys are hearing about the conference down there. No, I, not that I can I know. almost guarantee it's it's not happening. I just can't see how it could. We no. know how it is. We're all you know arms around each other. Like you can't do, well, um, you, you can't do the six foot thing at, a, at that conference. It just wouldn't work. Above and beyond that, we know how much. Yeah time and effort and energy yeah. goes into planning and putting together one of those yeah. things. It's not one of those things you can be like, okay, it's opened up. We can do this in two months. Let's get it yeah. together. It takes yeah. an entire year of planning to put on an event of that scale. Right. So yeah. it's, it ain't, is not happening. You it's, it's sounding it. like it's not so it, but it'll be interesting to see what they're going to do because Intuit does a great job of creating content like that. So I could see them pulling something off that, brings us together somehow maybe like they're doing in london with the context yeah it's definitely i, I guarantee they'll do they'll probably do a virtual conference uh it's definitely not going to be the same for for me um i'm hoping that we're what we're going to find once people start um coming back together that more of these smaller ones like the accounting salon i think we'll probably see a bunch of smaller ones spring up at least that's what my fingers i'm i'm hoping for that because those are obviously easier and faster to put together um, and they don't require a full year of planning and still gives you that on a much more intimate type of personal level. Um, and, and like I was saying, I think I was sharing last week that I was talking to Andy North about that. And I was saying like, how cool will it be if you just like almost like rented, uh, you know, a mansion down in Mexico or something like that and just brought in like 50 of the coolest accountants and stuff like that. And just hung out and, yeah, no wear masks. Yeah, all wear masks and just drink enough alcohol that no bug could possibly, you know, you couldn't catch anything because you're so full of. I alcohol. thought you were gonna say get bleached or, or disinfectant, but yeah, just inject yourself with Lysol, right? I, I think what we're gonna see is more sort of cures like that, but I'm digressing. Um, it's gonna be a while though before people are gonna want to be around other people, and it's not like I don't want to be around people. But, you know, we've learned something about science and our world, the way it works. And it's just not going to be the norm for a little while. This isn't the first time the, the, the world's gone through it. So I, we're just going to have to adjust. I pretty much look at thinking it is, you know, this year is the year of the, the pandemic. Next year, we can start getting back to normal. Yeah. So yeah. speaking of the pandemic and this thing being not normal, um, you know, I, I know uh, last week, Brad, you shared with us a little bit about how it's impacting your business. And how's it how's the pandemic affected you guys? Have you seen, you know, have you, a lot of your clients been affected? Has it affected your business itself? Um, it's weird because I feel like there's a lag to it. So there's a few clients that have reached out that, you know, needed to kind of adjust what we were doing or reached out for help. A lot of them haven't yet. So I feel like it's like a lag and then we're going to see more of it. I had one reach out today, just like, Hey, we've had 90% of our business just end. So we're going to need to kind of press pause here. And I was like, 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and even it's changed the way that I do sales. Like I was talking to a, um, a surf camp because that's a thing that we have here. We have summer camps where you learn to surf. I love California. <laughs> and I was like, you absolutely should not give me any money right now because we have no idea what this summer is going to look like. So why don't we just kind of keep checking in, but like, please don't give me any money. Like I, I don't want it. Like, and you know, so I'm great at sales. Um, but, <laughs> but there are other clients that are, you know, in tech or doing apps or things that I'm like, yeah, let's talk, man. Like what other apps are you guys pulling out? Because everybody's home. Everyone's on their phones. Like let's, let's spin this up. So I think it's just kind of seeing a shift of like, the kinds of businesses that are doing well, the kinds of businesses that aren't doing well. Um, and it's it's interesting. Like, so we only have one restaurant client. Um, that's not our niche because there are amazing people that have niches in that. So I'm like, you guys take them. But you know, back from the early days, um, I had a restaurant client and they've always done takeout. They've always done delivery and they're doing fine. Like they're they're partnering with some organizations that do like box lunches for first responders or for people that work in hospitals. So they're like, they've just turned their whole dine-in area into like assembly line for that. So they're like, there's days we're doing better than we did when we had dine-in. So it's just interesting to watch. I think the businesses that are getting creative right now are, are good and they're sustaining. Um, but we've definitely been reaching out to clients going, how can we support you? Because if you don't have a business, we don't have a client. So like, how do we both kind of help each other? So yeah, it's, it's weird. So, so Anna, I, I was talking with Lisa Channel. I believe you would have met Lisa in San Jose. I think she's picking up, she says she's picking up lots of new business right now. How are you, are you getting lots of calls? Because you know, it's it's this classic example where we how long have we been harping on people get out or get into the cloud, get off your desktop software. Now they're like, I need to be on in the cloud. I'm I'm getting lots of calls like that too. How are you doing in that area? Yeah, I think it's calls about getting in the cloud, but I think it's also an opportunity for people to reevaluate that maybe they don't need a full-time in-house employee depending on the workload especially if that was distributed between other things you had a person that was doing all this different stuff maybe you just outsource that portion of it so i think this is a time for people to both reevaluate you know what what tech they're using and how they're utilizing it but also kind of like does outsourcing make more sense than in-house? Because maybe we have an expert and we also split that cost with other companies. I never thought of that as, that is a great opportunity because now people unfortunately have had to, to, to let some people go. A lot of people are on unemployment down there. I've seen the numbers, same with up here, obviously where none of us can work. Businesses are gonna say, do I really need to pay that? You just mentioned that jack of all trades they're doing the admin they're doing this they're doing that they got other jobs oh and they're doing accounting as well well maybe they don't have to do accounting anymore but i need my accounting because i need to see where i am and and, and manage what little money that we have in the bank right now carefully so i could see the shift changing where people say i still need to stay on top of my books but i don't have an employee doing it i'm gonna go to a, th a third party so that sounds like a great opportunity 
Totally. Well, and the other opportunity that I was able to take advantage of in this time is that some accounting firms are laying people off, which sounds crazy, but um, we were able to hire a CPA that just got laid off from his firm. And we rolled out um, that every bookkeeping client has their books reviewed by a CPA every month as just part of working with us. And it's, it's so funny, but just saying those words adds so much value to business owners that like, oh, it's not just bookkeeping, which I hate that term, like just, oh, you're just bookkeepers. Um, and then I look at their books and I go, yeah, we're just bookkeepers. Okay. You're just business owners. And that's why your books look like this. But, you know, it's, it's like just being able to say, hey, as long as we have the info you, that we need, your books are ready for tax, your books are ready to get loans, your books are ready for whatever you need to do. Like that's been an awesome opportunity thanks to some downsizing. So, you know, like it's, it's a weird time, but if you can start to look for those weird opportunities, it can be really cool. It's yeah. also a real bummer. Sorry. It's a bad, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of awkward to be like, yeah, it's a great opportunity. It's a great time for me right now, you guys. <laughs> um, and, and it's interesting because we, so many of us in our community have not really been adversely affected because, um, because we were positioned for it, right? We were, we were in the right place at the right time. We were already well ahead of this curve when it came to technology. We were positioned to help people, um, not only with transitioning to the cloud, but also coaching them on that creativity that you talked about, which is so essential um, for being able to adapt, right? I mean, I think that that's one of the things that, that we talk about at these conferences all the time is advisory services, is adapting, is being agile. And it's one of the great things that we have as a huge advantage over the big firms is our own ability to adapt. And teaching and coaching that that ability to adapt and that ability to be creative is a tremendous asset and, and being recognized more now than ever before. Because a lot of times in the past, you know, I, I remember who was it? Um, was it Tanya last week talking about, you know, she would give, she would have given the same advice to someone last year and they would have just, you know, in one ear out the other, but this year now they have to listen because they, they are forced to do something different because otherwise the lights won't be on at the end of the day, right? So some of the, st the stimulus packages down there in the US, I know there's some business plans and that. Do they need books in order to get some of these to qualify? Do they have to show their numbers? They have to show their payroll. So, I mean, we've helped all of our existing clients. It's not really like, they're not really asking for, you know, P&Ls or balance sheets or things. A lot of it is, is really focused on like what your payroll numbers are, right. because the goal of it is let's keep people on payroll. So they're not, you know, on unemployment. And so you can keep, you know, your highly trained staff. So you're not trying to recruit at the end while you're also trying to reopen. But it has not been a super smooth process. If anyone has seen Twitter in the last three weeks, uh, it's maybe not been an amazing process. Yes, I, I have heard. I know David Larry's been doing play-by-plays on all the different programs. And if there's problems, he's poking holes in them and letting it know, the whole world know that this is unacceptable. I love it. He's been like a, a great activist. But you know... In fairness, um, 
that's a lot of things have shifted in a very short period of time. You know, I'd love to say, oh, that, you know, um, it, blame it on the government, but, you know, they're not ready for this either. I mean, this came out of nowhere for them and it's just the sheer capacity. Up here, when you're applying for the programs, the CRA, which is our version of the IRS, they're basically saying if your name ends in this, or I think it's based on your birthday, please log in on this day to do your stuff, just to keep the bandwidth down and, and, and things like that. So we've been pretty fortunate. I don't think, Andrew, do you know if there's a lot of system backlog and everything for a lot of these, these programs? Because one thing I've really noticed in my Facebook group, and I was telling Tanya this last week, um, because I don't do payroll and year ends and bookkeeping, I'm not staying on top of a lot of these programs as much as, as our bookkeepers um, and accountant superstars in the group, Tanya Hiltz being one of them, they're sharing the content left and right. So they're helping everyone out in the community because there's a lot to learn. I don't know what it's like down there, um, the, the, the minutia, the fine details, but up here, the program kept changing. It wasn't finalized yet. They'd say it's this and then next Still week it would be they this. Just new program today. Yeah. And, and Andrew, a few weeks ago, you were talking about this and I thought your approach was brilliant. You said that you have a Facebook group that you invite your clients into. And rather than sending out emails and trying to explain it, you're actually having interactive sessions with your clients through your Facebook group. That's, that's brilliant. I'm, I'm seeing lots of really cool ways that our community is sharing the knowledge with not just their clients, but the community in general. It's, it's been really inspiring to watch, but you know, we shouldn't be surprised. We know that's the way this community works. There's always somebody helping out somebody else. So it's been, I, I'm sitting in the background because I'm not as busy, but I'm really inspired by it. Are you noticing that down there too, Anna? Yeah, I, I'm noticing both sides of that. So I, uh, I feel like we have been building the plane in the air while it's flying. We're passing out peanuts, but they're going to tell us tomorrow those are the wrong peanuts. Like it has been a, an emotionally exhausting couple of weeks in just trying to stay on top of stuff so that we can help our clients. Um, but I've also loved watching the community, watching people trying to help each other, watching people, you know, sharing the information that they have, sharing Google Sheets that their firm has created just to be able to track how, you know, if you get this money, how do you keep track of where it went? Like, that's crazy. Like what other industries, like we created this proprietary thing. Here you go for free just to help brother out. Like it's been so cool to watch. Who are they going to come to when they need to do some big restructure? It's, it's great, great karma. We were talking about that a bit last week. It's, it's great karma to be helping out right now because let's face it, that's the only way we're, we all get through this. I mean, we all know, you know, 9-11, it was the first responders, the police and the firemen. It's the healthcare workers this time. Like, holy crap, the work that they're doing to keep people healthy and keep people alive is just amazing. So I think it rubs off a bit. Like I know I, I, I hear some of these stories of, you know, sharing or just whatever the inspiring stories and they're, it's really rubs off. I mean, we're going to get through this, but it's either you got to sort of help out and be a good citizen or you don't. There's some people making noise about it. I get it. Like think about there's some people out there that are, you know, these, these, these food lineups and things that people that have never had to go to a food bank are now suddenly are out of money and they have to go. So it's easy to say, 
on one hand, hey, let's just keep it shut down because it's the best thing for the health. And then you have to understand a lot of people like I need to work. So it, that makes it interesting right now. And, you know, to help out um, is good because if anything, people need to watch their pennies. I think everyone's a little nervous right now about, you know, how long is this going to go? I think any business is vulnerable right now. So anyway. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, um, it is really, like, there's so many people like Toronto's particularly bad, you know, and, and Vancouver, these big cities where, rent is so high and, and people are living we're living one paycheck away from not being able to make their mortgage payments um and i think that uh unfortunately as much as as the government has been doing and the support that they've been putting out there it's not going to be enough for a lot of people um and that's just unfortunately the sad reality um so i think unfortunately and particularly with some of the programs and put it put in place in Canada, which have effectively just kicked the can, the can down the road. Yes. Um, these, these problems for a lot of people haven't gone away just because you can defer your mortgage doesn't make your mortgage yeah. go away. Exactly. Um, Still paying and, interest. Yeah. And $2,000 a month, which is the CERB, which is the basic uh, benefit that they're giving for people who are unemployed. $2,000 a month doesn't cover rent in the city of Toronto. That's our equivalent to the $1,200 you guys are getting down there. Except our prime minister doesn't put his name on it. You heard that joke. The president wanted, yeah, he wanted his name. He he literally wanted his signature on the checks and they kind of said, well, you're not really authorized, but he put his name on it. So, but who gets checks? I was thinking, who cares? I mean, who's going to get a check? I haven't got a check for years. So. Yeah, so that's the challenge. That's the challenge, and I think um, you know we're, we're, we will all get through it. And I think the whole key is just staying positive. And sometimes it's hard because it is a, a scary time, and there's a lot of things that just sap the energy out of us. But you know, um, being around our clients, and you know, for me personally, because I don't do the year ends and the accounting and that, but I'm getting tons of calls with really from really cool businesses that are like. I know I need to do this. I can't necessarily afford it, but I'm taking this opportunity to get to know you because I do a lot of project work and I'm getting larger clients that are saying, I need to, I need to do this. I want to start now, but I don't want to start now. If that makes sense. So they call me up. We have kind of, I want you to do it now, but I don't want to pay you. Yeah. That's kind of what they're saying. Yes. And, and I don't, and that's, I get that. So a lot of people aren't pulling the plug, but I'm still keeping in touch with them. I'm still, you know, helping them out. They ask questions along the way. A lot of people are doing a little bit more self-serve. But I know that when it's um, they will, it's like, we're all looking forward to say, when can I be back in business? So you really have like full, I have clients that aren't doing any business right now. Luckily, a lot of them are, um, you know, privately held and they have reserves to weather it a bit, but for how long? Um, so uh, yeah, it's gonna be, it, it, it's gonna take a while. And I think everyone has to just be patient and stay positive and being in that community does help. It, there's no doubt. I, even though I'm not as, active right now in the community up here i'm watching i'm totally lurking and letting everyone else do it and it's, and it's fun and it's it is inspiring so recommended reading if you're not doing that is to get in a group and just be around people that are doing fun stuff totally yeah. so speaking of guilty pleasures and getting your mind off of all these not so fun topics 
Um, Anna, what are you doing to keep your, your mind off this when you're not doing and helping your clients, you know, become creative? Yeah, I'm rewatching Community, which is a fantastic show. If you guys haven't seen it, about this, Chevy the Chase, girl. right? Sorry, Chevy Chase. Yeah, Chevy Chase was in it. Um, it was uh, Dan Harmon created it, and uh, yeah, just uh, and my kids are jumping in to say he also made Rick and Morty. Just so <laughs> okay. <you guys> know. <laughs> Um, you know, I've not yeah, seen but, uh, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty is a bit different. Yeah, Rick and Morty is a whole different tone. It's a cartoon, those, but, right? Yeah, yeah the, it's a cartoon, but it is not for children. Just no. so that that. I know. I found out the hard way. I was telling my son about it, and then we started watching it. I can't remember what the topic was. Went, this is not a kid show. Not a kid show. Nope. 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 Um, but yeah, that's all about a, a guy in his thirties who has to go back to community college. And I feel like if you've ever been to community college, it's it's a fantastic show. Um, I, doing a lot of reading and uh, and trying to go outside at least once a day. <laughs> it's, um, there have been days where I'm like, I did not go outside at all. That's maybe not healthy. <laughs> so what about you guys? Are you guys binging something? What's uh, More Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime videos than I should be proud of. Um, I think my guiltiest pleasure was probably the Tiger King. I don't know if anyone watched. I think that's everyone's guilty pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Few people want to admit it, but it's just such great trash television. Um, that below deck has been a, a fun one. Um, I, I'm a big fan of anything that like where I can visualize myself being down on a beautiful beach, right? Uh, yeah. Or or playing with white trash and tigers. <laughs> Totally. That is McDonald's for the soul. And it's like, it's delicious and it's so terrible for you. I'm just eating this garbage. It's so true. Yeah. And you can't turn away. Yeah, it is a bit of a train wreck. My wife and I watched it and we thought that was it. It was interesting. I got to admit, but holy crap. Like I just heard Netflix announced their earnings and they had these record earnings because so many people are watching it right now and, and getting Netflix. And that was their, you know, I think it was their number one show. And they, it brought in a lot of viewers because people wanted to know what it was, what it was. They saw bits and pieces of it. I was seeing memes popping up everywhere. And, you know, this mullet guy, they were turning this mullet guy everywhere. I'd look, there was Joe Exotic. I had no idea what was going on. Okay. I have not watched it no need for like worrying about spoilers i'm pretty sure it's about a dude and tigers and tigers yeah yeah um yeah. he was the guy that ran for president right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he was also a meth addict yeah that he, one he... Is, less, is not surprising <laughs> and, and to add you know he's in redneck territory in, in the deep south and he's gay he's openly gay and um you know you think he it, it it he just didn't fit in, but he did fit in. He's a real nut, but uh, it was interesting. And I he almost became governor, didn't he? Like he was I like so. He was he had like a pretty large percentage of the vote for like because he ran for president and he ran for governor as well. I mean, just yeah. like throw it out there, see what. Yeah, why not? Right? Well, you, you guys remember Jade from uh, QuickBooks yep. Connect, of course. She's running for president right now. Did you know that? I did I not. Know. She's running for president of the United States of America right now. 
as you know these independent every election has them you know you look I, i've never voted in the u.s election but i understand there's all these smaller candidates independent candidates in in every election she's like doing that <laughs> yeah there you go well jay just um jade's I, a little I, class I, here actually yeah, I, i've, okay. I've kept in touch with jade since since toronto she's got this facebook group it's like a community i'm like i think there's three guys out of a hundred or something um there's a spiritual side to it which i'm not entirely um used to that i'm not saying it's a bad thing but it's jade you know she's sitting there talking to you telling you about stuff and then you know one day she announces she's running for president. And I was just like, holy crap, that's amazing. Like, I've never known anyone who was a presidential candidate. But she took, she, she said, here's why. And and up here in Canada, we're not going to notice it as much. But in the U.S., you'll, you'll totally relate, Anna. The U.S. is very divided right now along party lines. Very divided. And, you know, my wife is American. We were just talking about this tonight. She said, you know, when I was growing up, the Republicans and the Democrats, they didn't get along, but they would get behind each other when the, when the time was right. So there's that. And it's not really happening. I've been following the U.S. election quite closely because I find that the whole the whole presidency fascinating. It is like a reality show. And it really is not it's not um, the people aren't together. There's, it's definitely it's us versus them. And that's where where Jade said, this is killing me because this is my country and I love my country. And she says, I'm not even going to tell you how I normally vote. That's irrelevant. I don't, this isn't about partisanship. She's running on the issues that she wants unity and she wants to bring civility back to the world. So, you know, her, she's such an amazing inspirational speaker and she's going to, she's going to do some of that. You know, obviously you're not going to win, but she's going to, put her business and, and her career on hold a bit. And that's what she's going to do for a while till the election's over. And, and I get her updates and it's really cool. You know, she wants to, you, you know, you're not going to make a massive difference, but even that little difference counts. Well, you know, Michelle Obama said that she was fine with Barack running because she never thought he was going to win either. So never know. Well, people didn't expect your existing or your, your current president to win either. So you, you can't win if you don't try, right? So that's right. And maybe that's why it looks a little bit more like the reality show. Pardon me? Oh, I was saying maybe that's why it looks a little bit more like a reality oh, yeah. show here, because we have a reality show star. That's yeah, I mean, of course it's gonna turn into that. And that's all he really knows. Um you know, the, the guy who created Survivor, Mark Burnett, is the one that created The Apprentice. And he's gone on the record to say, yeah, I, Donald's pretty much like I trained him, you know, because he, he created that Donald Trump, the reality show star. So, you know, either you, you got Mark Burnett to blame for that or you can thank him for that. But that's really, you know, it's a different kind of presidency. There's no doubt. And that's what I find fascinating about it is it's just so different. But anyways, that yeah, Jade's running for president. She wants to she wants to just bring it back. So everybody you know, vote for Jade. Yeah, vote for Jade, for Jade, Jade Simmons. Well, the reality is, is that in the one thing about the US elections I've found is it's either black or white. You're gonna go one or the other, right? Those are your only choices. And what, what was a challenge last time is people are like, I don't want to vote because they didn't like either candidate. I, my uh, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law both voted that way. 
they just looked at both candidates and said, I can't do this. So they had to find somewhere to put their ballot and they found- and they voted for Joe Exotic. That's cool. <laughs> they might've. Actually, I believe that there is some guy that went on the ballot. He was a professional tennis player and he just did it for the sake of whatever. But to me, that's tough because then, you know, you want your vote to count. So it doesn't though. I, I know it's what you have to do one or the other. You have to, I'm but I would vote jaded. for Jade. I've gotten old and I'm way too jaded now. And, and it's a bummer now. I, I think you're super right about it is so us versus them. You're on our team or you're not on our team. And so it's almost become really boring to talk about politics because you're either going to vehemently agree with me or vehemently disagree. And we will both think exactly the same way at the end of the conversation that we did at the beginning. So like, there's no more dialogue. There's no discourse. It's just like, cool. So we either argued or we both patted each other on the back. But I think right now it is important. So I'm hearing people say, I wish, and Andrew, we know, I don't notice it as much up here. In fact, it's a little bit of the opposite. We have the equivalent to a Democratic or Democratic leader up here, Justin Trudeau. He's our, he's our Liberal Party. And then we have our Conservative Party. So that's the Republicans. We also have a third party called the NDP, but I won't complicate it. But um, so, so Justin Trudeau is running and he's a very controversial uh, leader. He's, um, people love him. He's a young guy. He's a bit nerdy. It does some really weird things. And Sometimes he just want, he's a former drama teacher. So people love to play on that. But his father was prime minister of Canada. He's one of the most famous or infamous prime ministers Canada's ever had. So he's, he's in there and he alienates people or you love them. But what you've got is his biggest critics right now. And like a guy like Ford, the premier in Ontario or our premier, they're actually kind of getting along, you know, because they realize they have to work together to get through this because the sooner we, we get through this, the sooner we open up the economy. So I've been inspired by that. I'm not a massive Trudeau fan, but I've actually haven't been not liking him because he's doing what he has to do to get us through this. And I appreciate that. So hopefully, hopefully the U S will get a little bit like that and, uh, and get through it because I think there's signs of this all over the world where people are just getting together to get through it. So fingers crossed. Well, we'll get through it. I don't know that we'll get together, but we'll get through it in some manner. Might be a civil war again. It'll come out in two pieces. But yeah, it's it's interesting because every country on the planet's dealing with this in some form right now. We're all going to be impacted. Totally. Well, California just going to secede and we'll be our own thing. So we'll be fine. Well, you guys are rocking it though. The California is the model in the States of how to do it. Gavin Newsom That's just said, brag. you know what? We're doing it great. Well, how often do you say that about the California government, though? I I don't live in California, but I hear you guys complain about it all the time. Taxes, taxes, more taxes, more regulations. But I'm not hearing that right now. I'm hearing is that California is getting their act together. And I thought, you know, he he closed L.A. and San Francisco up like that right at the beginning. And it's like, like, those are massive cities. You know, if if, if, obviously you live in, in the L.A. area. So you get it. But the first time I went to LA, I was just overwhelmed with how big it is. You know, you fly in and it's just people for hours and traffic and parking. And I thought, how the heck are you going to get people to shelter in place there? But it worked. 
Yeah, yeah, it definitely, one of the things about where we are that I've definitely heard from people who aren't from here is that it's very confusing that you go and you keep going and you're in a different town, but there's no space in between them. They're just like town and town. And it's like Toronto, town. where Andrew lives is a lot like that. Yeah, set up. but so yeah, you- I mean, people, I, I think that um, one of the big things, what like, so uh, in our district, in our area, um, they closed all the schools on, I think we got the notice on March 13th. So that's like, okay, they're shutting down the schools. This is for real guys. Like this isn't, this is no joke. They, your kids will be home with you. So you better stay home. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I have a, a good friend who's a nurse practitioner in the ER in a couple of different counties in the area. And he said the ERs are pretty much empty right now. You know, they're not seeing a lot of cases. And I mean, some of it might be people don't want to go to the ER for regular ER stuff because they're afraid they might go there and get it. But, you know, he's kind of like, uh, you know, someone comes in with their toe hurting and he would have rolled his eyes in the past. And now he's like, right this way. Got something to do. Yeah. <laughs> Come right oh, that's, in. That's so, great. I mean, it's a good sign that, you know, the ERs are not full of, you know, not overwhelmed, but, um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. What do you guys think it'll look like as we start to get back to normal? What do you think that first step is? Because they're obviously not just going to be like, okay, everything's okay. Lights on, go back to work. What do you think that the first step is going to be for getting us back to normalcy? Well, I think it's all going to depend on how they roll out because you can't have all these businesses coming out at once. Um, There's already talk that you have to phase it out. This, this so-called, you know, you've got certain priority services right now that stay open they're going to do that. I can't see them just opening it up right away. I think you're going to see a staggered sort of rollout because if you just throw everyone into the mix, I'm not so sure what that would look like because it's just the crowding, right? They're still going to have to consider we're going to be fighting this thing into next year. So you're going to have to take precautions. You're going to have to wear your mask. So just to open all businesses at once and say, Hey, you know, June one, go back to work. I'm not sure they're going to do that. I think you're going to see more of a staggered, more cautious um, sort of rollout. And you're going to see people are going to cooperate because they get it. You know, they want this thing behind it. We all want this thing behind us. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's what I think anyways. Who knows? I mean, crystal ball. <laughs> a few <laughs> if, months if ago, if someone, but you know, if somebody asked you about some of the things we now know, you know, you know, what is, how far apart is the optimal, you know, distance between somebody during a pandemic? I mean, how the heck do I know, you know? And now we, we've learned all these new terms and, and we get it. So I think people are going to take it seriously. I think, you know, there's people that want to go back to work monetarily, but it's, they're going to be careful about it. So. Yeah. And I think that testing is going to be so critical and people feeling safe about being able to go back to work. I mean, I think we're all realistic about the fact that there cannot be a vaccine sooner than what, 12 months, 18 months. Yeah, I mean, that's what I that's hear. Gonna if at all, if at all, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so really the only way to know for sure if you have it or if you have had it is to get tested. And so I think we're going to need to see a lot more of that. Like you said, st- 
still yeah. phasing things in, um, you know, in a strategic way, still taking precautions. Um, but yeah, at, at some point, like some point I'm going to need to go to a store again, like a regular <laughs> store. Like, <laughs> and just being able to do what you want when you want, it does feel weird, but you're right on the testing part because at the end of the day, once you know, if you're, because the thing is they've said in this case with the, so many people have had it and they don't realize it. So if you know, you've had it, it changes your mindset of the world. And once you, know you've had it, then you can go back out and start doing things more normal. So yeah, it does come down to the testing part because until they know where, where it is, it's pretty hard to roll out a business. Like that's, what's crazy about some of these, there's States in the U S right now that are saying, we're going out, we're going out. But it's like, what do you, it's not like you have a wall around your, your state. You're still bordering other States that are going to have problems. So there's going to be cross spreading. You know, it's almost like, yeah, you can come out, but you can't leave your state. You almost have to put a border around it. We're not really doing that up here. I've heard that, you know, each each province, I know, Andrew, you guys are going to take a while there in Ontario, but some of the, the smaller provinces out here in the West, they're ready to come because they don't have any cases and they don't really, they have wide open spaces. So like, it's like a Nebraska or something, let's say, Anna. So there's, it'll be interesting to see how they deal with it because you can't, apply the rules the same in each state each province because everyone's got a different demographic yeah i guess you know i almost envision this post-apocalyptic world where people are traveling around with face masks and full you know hazmat suits um and you have your um quarantine zones where you've got and and effectively i think the people that are going to be getting to walk around and go back to normalcy will be the people that have had it so, because there's so many people that have actually had it that are now healthy. So if you had it, now you're free to go because you're not really at risk of getting it again, I don't think, but, or at least not having any severe implications from having, getting it again. So maybe that's the way the world opens back up is it's opened up to the people that have actually had it, not the people that are healthy and the people who are healthy almost have to go to their their own space that are they're they're locked off and they're this is the clean side of the world this is the yeah. big wall of the people who have it so it becomes this massive divide between the haves and the have nots but it's not about money anymore it's about who's who has covid and who doesn't well you know what andrew fans like can we get some like wristbands or some kind of t-shirts for those people who have been tested they've got the antibodies like we're good. And then we'll see a black market for wristbands. It'll be a whole thing. So. Well, there's talk that there's all these apps coming out. Um, the, the one thing that's really encouraging is, is there, there's going to be a lot of these home tests because you don't have to get the, the, the test for the virus itself. You can get the antibody test and the antibody test just says you've either had it or you haven't. And to, to a lot of people, like I've, I've heard this story a lot it, I was feeling a bit under the weather before this all went down and I had a very, it felt like a really nasty flu bug about to hit me. And I didn't even pay attention to coronavirus at the time. And I was taking my vitamin C and I was convinced I was going to get sick. I never really did, but I felt off. And then all this went down. I thought, wait a minute, did I have it? Um, Andrew, Shirley Mathers um, and, and Tanya Hiltz were telling me they went on a cruise in January um i think they flew out of florida went around came back but sherry went home and she was really ill for a while and tanya had something too so there's a lot of people out there that would like to know was that bad flu i had over christmas was it really the flu 
or did I have it? Because you're right. Once you are able to say you've had it, it gives you a reasonable degree of freedom. Totally. So I'd like to know. And if they have these tests available on Amazon, like they're like I'm hearing, at least people will have the opportunity to, to get tested. If you can't buy toilet paper on Amazon, you're not going to be able to buy a test at home it's on Amazon. Yeah, true that, true that. I, I know it's amazing. I go to Amazon now. They tell me I can't buy half the stuff I'm interested in buying. It's like, no, yeah. this is not a priority um, item. It's available in a month. Yeah, you, you can't get anything on Amazon for a month unless it's a food item. But on, on that note, um, we are coming up to the hour or we're on the hour now. Um, so I guess it's probably time to, to wrap up. Um, Brad, you want to have any closing remarks? Well, thanks for having me two weeks in a row. It was a lot of fun. And Anna, you know, great to see you again. Um, I don't think we've seen you. No, we, we had a, a Zoom call after San Jose, but yeah, it's great to see you again. Thanks for coming out. And then, uh, Andrew, keep up the good work, buddy. Thanks. Anna, any closing remarks? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's fun to hang out with you guys. And yeah, I, I loved what Brad said. Just, you know, it's it's a time to stay positive. I keep thinking to myself, like, who do I want to be in this time? Because people will remember who you were at a time that was super stressful for everybody. So yeah, staying positive and um, keep drinking. Yeah, <laughs> that'll, that'll kill it, right? I love that approach, Anna. You know, and this is... The one thing that is amazing about this community is, is as you talked about earlier, how many people are stepping up, helping, sharing spreadsheets. And to think about the old world, um, you know, the traditional accounting world, the thought of, you know, a big four firm sharing a spreadsheet with another big four firm would never happen. And that's one of the things we are so blessed to have this community. Um, I'm so blessed to have Friday Night Lives to be able to come out and hang out with you guys. Um, and maybe after we, uh, we end the live, maybe we can stay around and chat for a bit more, but thank you guys again, uh, for, for joining me tonight. And on that note, I guess it's time to say goodbye to everyone. Have a great night. And thank you guys See everyone. Uh, for joining us. Bye. Bye.